We're really excited to have partnered with Audi to bring you The Curve Weekly, a podcast that encourages women to work towards driving a more progressive future. And if you haven't already, check out our savings calculator at thecurve.co.nz to help you reach your savings goals. Hi, and welcome to The Curve Weekly, the podcast that keeps you up to date with all the money, business, and stock market tea. Everyone should experience first class at least once in their lives, and Annie shouldn't miss out just because she can't afford it. Help me, I'm poor. Oh, God, it feels good to be live, doesn't it? God, it's been a weekend. (laughs) (laughs) But can I, someone was like to me today, hey, how was your weekend, Soph? And I was like, it feels like a Wednesday, okay? I worked all weekend. Yes, we worked all weekend, but worth it because guess what today is? The Curve Classroom is live. Drum roll. Live, live, live. Yeah, no, very exciting. We have opened the doors so you can buy your seat. The Curve Classroom starts on the 1st of March, which we're really, really excited about. So this is a six-week online like learning experience if you're if you're wanting to figure out how the f to invest and you've been listening to our podcast for a while and you're thinking you know what mm. it's time i need to sort this out or if you're like i love Vic and so so much i just <laughs> want to get more and more from them and you're desperate to learn Rate yourself my friend Rate yourself no but in all seriousness there are podcasts that are exclusive to the curve classroom so yes. if you do it at the end of each like learning module we basically do a podcast wrap-up of like what did we learn i ask a million questions as per it's not like you <laughs> and um yeah it's a good old time i must say after doing time. the curve classroom i invested fifty thousand dollars <laughs> i had it just sitting in the bank like a hashtag absolute <laughs> idiot so you know what if this is you the enrollments are open and we actually do have limited seats because yes. it's too hard to do a good job for too many people. people yeah so we will put the link in our show notes if you'd like to join hop to it mm. Now talk to me. What is happening in the market? Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk well, to me. Um, I kind of got sick of saying every week, oh, this week the market's up. Well, things have changed. Have they? Yeah. Oh, no. You shouldn't have said that. I know. Sorry. Uh, the market, so the US market, uh, finished down last week. The S&P 500, which is the main index, was down about 0.7%. And the NASDAQ, which has got more of the tech companies, was down one3 But um, why? Why that? But why? But tell me tell why. Me why. <laughs> well, this is because we've got this earnings season going on, companies reporting their results, and there was a lot of tech results that came out the previous week, so not last week, the week before, um, and did really well. And now that's kind of, um, I guess, the shine has been taken off those names. But what do you mean? So basically, it went up because they got good results, yeah. and now it's kind of leveled out again. Yeah, kind of the euphoria kind of fades, I guess. People get really optimistic, and then they're like, oh, actually, is this actually a really good result? And they're like, oh, New Zealand's getting absolutely flooded, and all this stuff's happening in the world. And well, I don't think New Zealand really impacts the US stock market. No, but. okay. <laughs> but Yes. Honestly, you would think after a month of these that I would start to be sounding a little bit more intelligent. But no, the New Zealand market was actually up last week. Weird. I know. So they don't all move in unison. But the biggest underperformer, the biggest, or the biggest weakest market, that was my the, the, the most, worst market. Yeah, the worst market. Yeah, thank you. Uh, English, not my strong point, uh, was the Australian market, which was down 1.6 percent for the week which is so down worse than the than the nasdaq which is quite surprising and this was all around interest rates so they had their interest rate announcement where the reserve bank of australia which is the big um honcho bank big hon- king Hon honcho yeah. oh wow you are yeah. struggling today yeah, yeah. sorry yeah sort it out man yep yep uh they have increased interest rates by 0.25 percent 
to 3.35%. Oh, is this what you spoke about recently when you said Australia hasn't hiked their interest rate as much as we have, so their inflation is actually worse? Yeah. And so this so, is them trying to curb it? Well, we had the worst inflation relative to Australia, the highest. And so we had to really ramp up our interest rates to control it. And Australia didn't really have to because their inflation wasn't as wasn't as bad. Um, whereas now they, you know, they're, they're, so they're, they're, they're increasing interest rates, but not at a greater rate as we are. So we, our official cash rate is at 4.25 and Australia is still at 3.35. And so official cash rate is the level of inflation? No, that's the interest rate. So what, sorry, what's the cash rate then? That's, that's that. That's the, so that's the interest rate for the country effectively. And then the banks will add on a couple of percent on top oh, of that. the interest rate yes, is the official yeah, yeah. cash rate. Yeah, the official cash rate of the OCR. Um, and so that's when the Reserve Bank sets that rate and then all the banks kind of follow. So you'll see when that increases, mortgage rates tend to increase pretty rapidly But then that. why did the Australian stock market do well if they're increasing interest rates? It didn't. Oh. I said it was down one point. <laughs> oh. Someone else is a bit of a sleep, bit of sleep this morning. Oh, sorry, but I thought I thought you yeah, said yeah. Australia had done the worst. The, oh, okay. Yeah, I had the yeah. Best. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you listen to what I say, Sophie. Uh, yes, no. The Australian market was the worst out of. Got it, and it's because us. of the OCR increasing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it effectively takes the wind out of out of the sails, really. Got it. But so interest rates haven't been this high in Australia since two thousand and twelve. And the highest level it ever had was in 1990, where... Oh, I wasn't even born. <laughs> I was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the official cash rate was at 17.5%. Oh, that's So remember I told horrible. you it's at 3.35, and imagine being 17.5. And then you have the banks adding a couple percent on top of that. Well, sorry, what's rates, the 17? The official, official cash. cash rate. So their interest rates were like unbelievably, unbelievably high. Yeah. Yeah. Was was the world ending at that point? Why was it so bad? Was this uh, the No, but then property prices and stuff aren't aren't as expensive, so you don't need as big mortgages. So right. all that kind of stuff comes into play. But it just goes to show like we were like, Whoa, you've increased from it was zero point two five percent this time last year. Now and it's, it's now three point three five percent. And it's been 17 before, and so let's 17. all calm down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. we're still, we haven't really experienced interest rates this high because they've been low for so long. Got so it. we're like, ah, oh, three and a half, three point three five, shit, shit. So it's um, more just to remember that this stuff happens constantly. Put it, it goes up and down. Yeah. yeah, cool. One really interesting result was Lyft. So Lyft shares last week they fell more than thirty percent. Now Lyft's had a pretty tough time. So Lyft is the Uber, Uber wannabe. Yeah, yeah. Another, Should I have said that? Maybe another, not. <laughs> another Uber type business. Yes, a ride sharing business. Do you use it? No. Yeah, neither. Yeah. So their shares have been, they're down 7% year to date, which means, you know, in the first kind of six weeks of this year, mm -hmm. whereas Ubers are up 35%. So it's quite a stark difference. And their share price fell significantly because they've had to lower their prices due to competition. So they're kind of calling out, hey, look, Uber's eating our breakfast, like we need to lower prices to gain market share. So they're kind of saying, um, you know, we're not in a very strong help, help. position. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the great thing with Uber is that they've, they've really diversified. So they've kind of hit the nail on the head where they've uh, they've now got food delivery, parcel delivery. I was going to say, because the other day I forgot my mm. laptop charger at work. In fact, because like, we'll just send an Uber. And I was like, I can't afford an Uber <laughs> Victoria to go home and back again. She was like, no, just send it in a parcel. Yeah. You can go pick something up from your house. That's amazing. Quite amazing. Yeah. So, um, but it just shows a different dynamic of like, 
your company's moving in different ways. And then another key bit of news was around Disney. Now, I know I've spoken about this before, but there's a lot going on with Disney at the moment. They had their result uh, out last week, and this is the first result. Remember the CEO came back? Yes. And yes, so this is his first result. Oh, I'm kind uh, of excited for this. And the stock was up 8% after the <gasps> result. So oh, yes, yep, the yep. market was like, woohoo. Is his name um, Rob? Do I imagine Bob. that? Bob. Close. Nice. <laughs> Got two out of three letters, right? <laughs> uh, Bob Iger, yes. Um, and there was kind of three things from the result which I wanted to call out. And firstly was that they reinstated the dividend. So that means they cut the dividend during COVID because theme parks weren't open, you know, they're struggling for, you know, to get people in the door. Dividends for anyone that doesn't know, just a quick one. It's basically when the company pays out a certain amount of their earnings to the people that have invested in that stock. Exactly. So when you're reinstating that, you're really, you're giving an indication to investors that you're really confident about the future Mm because we've got enough cash, we can pay it out to investors. So reinstating the dividend, big green flag if you ever see that, you know, in a result or in a news article the second part is that the, that disney plus lost about 2.4 million subscribers in the last three months of Ooh. the year yeah so this is the first decline since late 2019 but it still has more subscribers than netflix does it yeah so it's got 234 million subscribers versus netflix at 230 but it also owns hulu and a few others but the, the disney plus family has got 234 million wow. subscribers. Yeah. You know what? I was trying to find a movie the other day on Netflix and the person I was hanging out with was like, oh, there's not a lot going on on Netflix anymore, is there? And I thought, investor hat. Investor hat. Do I need <laughs> to sell my Netflix shares? Yeah. And the other reason it did really well was that Disney it cut 7,000 jobs, so about 3.2% of its workforce. This is part of its strategy to reduce costs by about $6 billion. So less costs... And if, you've, if your revenue is growing, that just means more profit. So investors liked that, and that's why the stock was up. Um, so the stock was up 8% after the result. So Go Disney. Yes. Um, and that is the Curve Weekly for you this week. I'm so impressed we managed to keep that to 10 minutes, by the way, because honestly, we have struggled to shut up recently. I mean, I've got plenty more I can talk about if you want to keep listening. Is there any fun things? <laughs> any other real interesting hey, stuff you've come finance across? finance is always fun, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, well, there is actually one more thing. Oh, what? Another little learning lesson. So remember, when you buy shares in a company, mm-hmm. You become a part owner of that company. And so with Disney, there was a really large shareholder that bought a large chunk of shares. And because he had such a large chunk of shares, he actually asked for a board seat. You know, seat on the board. So when you own enough shares, you have a lot of voting rights as well with that. So you can say, hey, I want to sit on the board because I want to bring about change. Hold on. How much would you have to have in a company to even be there? So he had about a billion dollars. So yeah, you've got to be pretty big time to... To, be on, to have a board seat on a big company. Okay. Um, but the person who it is is Nelson Peltz, and his daughter is Nicola Peltz, who's married to Brooklyn Beckham, just to oh. bring it back to something. This feels like a, you know, yes. like a gossip magazine yeah. or something. So he, a few months ago, you know, bought a whole lot of stock, tried to get a board seat, and, you know, it's been one, nearly one month of fighting to the board seat because a lot of companies don't like it because you've got an outsider coming in being like telling you what to do. I wouldn't want that with the kids. Yeah, and so, exactly. And so it can be a bit, a bit of a, um, you know, a lot of head butting and kind of Muscle you know, people fighting. getting, yeah. And so um, he has actually now uh, withdrawn his bid for a board seat um, but he still owns the stock so we'll see what's going to happen play out there why did he withdraw his if he was trying so hard so i think the result 
came out and he was like, oh, you know what? They're actually doing, oh. you know, they're doing okay or they've done what I expected. So therefore I don't need a board seat. Got or it. You could fight for a board seat. And then once you get on there, you've got pretty um, mm. disgruntled people trying to work together. It can be actually really counterintuitive. So there's lots of reasons, but he has actually withdrawn his uh, bid for a seat on the board. So Bob's done a good job. He's basically happy with Bob. Yes. Well, TBC, but it seems like, yeah, things are heading in the right direction. For cool. Disney. That was a fun little update. Yeah. Loved that. Um, if anyone would like to make sure they do not miss out on the Curve Classroom, which is starting on the 1st of March, you know, head to either our Instagram bio or the show notes of this podcast. Um, hopefully. See you there. Yeah, hopefully see you there. There, uh, Do you know what, Vic? Do you know what I'm most excited about? What? The lives, getting oh, everyone together yeah. and having big kind of like investing club meets. Yeah, they're always fun. Yeah, just to see everyone chat, make some new friends. I'm excited about that one. So if need new friends. Yeah. Oh, what a fucking Anyway, have a great week. Stay safe, stay dry if you are in Tamaki, Makoto. Bit of a cyclone going on. Yeah, hopefully you've escaped if you... (laughs) We've been getting very wet, haven't we, Vic? Yes. (laughs) Okay, bye everyone. Bye. Progress is part of Audi's DNA. And as a brand, they're leading the way in premium electric mobility with their fully electric Audi e-tron range. Thanks so much to Audi for sponsoring this podcast. And if you haven't already, check out our savings calculator that we've created together to help you reach your savings goals. It's at thecurve.co.nz.